Good morning, Matthew. Uh, Warren Rain here, uh, Golden Minerals President and CEO. We're an up-and-coming uh, gold and silver producer with uh, production in Mexico, and uh, we have plans to improve and expand that production. Uh, Warren, good to see you again, sir. I think we caught up with you at a conference in uh, November. He gave us a little update then, so uh, good to speak to you now. Um, you've just put out the full year uh, results for 2021. Some quite pleasing numbers in there, weren't there? Yeah, we did. We had a great year. Uh, based on the production at Rodeo, we, we beat our metrics. Uh, we, we said we produced between 12,000 and 14,000 ounces of gold. We produced uh, 14,400 ounces of gold at a very good price point. Um, overall costs were um, about $900 uh, US per ounce produced. Um, and so quite a profitable year for the company. And bear in mind, this is our first year of return to profitability or, or at least to income generating. Shall we say we were not profitable as a company for the year, but we had two uh, bottom line quarters, Q3 and Q4, with a net profit at the company level. Um, very pleased with that. You know, we're building cash. Uh, the Rodeo project uh, just is ticking along uh, without any flaws at all, no faults. Um, and we've extended the mine life by probably about six months over initial plan. Uh, based on exploration drilling last year. So excellent results for us, and it really sets us up for the future for bringing Villardania back into production. Now we've gone, uh, made great strides in uh, improving our knowledge about uh, the new process, the bio-oxidation process that we intend to use to get better return on production. Um, and uh, you know, things are just going very well in that direction. We hope to get to a decision point later this year on the Velardania story. Might be worth me quickly, quickly summarizing where, where, you know, the conversations that we've had over the past couple of years, okay? Because I, I was quite intrigued and drawn to this story because there's, you've got this huge portfolio of, of assets and you needed to work out a way how to, how to fund it. And obviously, you're focusing on Mexico initially uh, with Rodeo. It's a two and a half year life of mine. You, we last talked about, you've extended that by what, six months through the drill bed. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but I guess it's 20, 25% increase is quite meaningful with gold prices as as they are. So um, will you be continuing to try and extend the, the life of mine there? Oh, yeah, there, there's still opportunity. Now we're, we're still like, uh, still drilling off to the south where it's open. Um, now I think we may maybe close to the limits of that pod of mineralization. Uh, and, and But we know that there's signs of additional areas of mineralization in the district. Uh, we do control some of them on our claims. You know, it's a matter of, of continuing to drill um, as you know, funds allow to see if we can't expand further. So we're definitely looking at opportunities to keep that going. Uh, but you know, it, because we don't have any capital investment per se in the project, you know, the mine life isn't as critical other than um, not to have the cash flow from the operation. Right. Well, I'm also intrigued by the fact that it says to the market, "Hey, we we can mine. We we, we can put something, put it together, create some cash revenue. It's not it's not big, but it it does a, it's fit for purpose because it's the next stage. That I think people are interested in seeing you deliver, which is the Valadena, um project, right? And so, where are you with that? Yeah. So that's that's really the key piece for the company because it's a major part of our assets. Um, you know, the Valadena project's been you know, something that we've uh, been looking at for quite some time now as a company, you know, since 2011 when we joined with ECU. Um, and uh, right now we finally have a very good plan going forward 
to bring it on you know, profitably and for the long term based on uh, getting better gold payables through this bio-oxidation process of the uh, gold iron concentrates. So the, the test work has been flawless. You know, we did a third round of tests with Ludotech of South Africa. Um, the results were spot on as good or better than what we had in the first two rounds of test work. And so now we have you know, very strong confidence that you know, the process works just like uh, predicted. We get that 90 plus percent uh, recovery of gold and silver from cyanide processing the oxidized pyrite concentrates. And that's critical to the project. Um, you know, the gold value in Velardania is about equal, a little bit lower than 50%, like 45% of the values in gold, um, you know, 55% in silver, you know, a bit lead and zinc thrown in uh, just on top. But getting that gold payable is, is crucial for the long-term profitability of the project. And those results are excellent. You know, we have no, no problem whatsoever with the technical aspects of that uh, process. So you put, you put that to bed. It's taken a while, but you, you, you're saying we, we, you feel confident enough to say we can, we can put that to bed. That cannot be held against us. Um, but and, and your th third round of testing, great. But how how quickly does Valadenia move forward? Because you say it's a significantly bigger project than Rodeo, which is a great, gets a bit of cash flowing, covers covers a few costs, proves that you get your, your miners. Um, but Valadenia needs needs to start delivering. It's a ten year life of mine, two million uh, as uh, uh, as a silver uh, equivalent a year. It get low cash costs. You're saying so. You need to you need to kind of drive that thing forward. I mean, so give, give us a sense of timing on that. Yeah. So we're we're um, just now we're we're completing the um, you know, mining studies to make sure that we can deliver the head grade that we have in the plant. That's the other key piece after the bio-oxidation processing piece. And, and you know, that part, as you mentioned, is you know, we're confident that that's fine. Um, so now we're, we're testing out a new mining contractor who will help us deliver you know, the head grades that we have in the plan. Uh, we should have those results back within the next month and then be poised to make a decision at the corporate level to go forward uh, with the construction of the project. Now the Biox plant will take about a year to build, uh, to complete. Um, so that's uh, you know, mid-year next year, perhaps, uh, when we would have that actually finished and, and uh, turning out the, the oxidized material uh, to get the good gold recoveries. And, but we're, we're looking now at the timing to start mining ahead of completion of the Biox plant. I think we can, start at least three or four months ahead of that. And we'll ramp up production, uh, get that going and have a stockpile of concentrate to oxidize with the, uh, the biox process once that's completed. Now the project is profitable without the, uh, the gold portion, um, but it, it's, it's not nearly as profitable as it will be with the gold portion, obviously, uh, if half the value is in gold. Right. Um, so mm. that, that looks like the, 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 the time schedule, the schedule that, that we're going to be able to use. Um, the, the definite schedule will be put forth mid-year when we make the corporate decision to go forward. Uh, but I'm very confident that it will be a positive decision. Okay, so you, you've talked to me in the past about um, the resumption of operations. And that, as you described, that's not necessarily starting to produce gold. Um, because you've got you've got a bunch of stuff to put together. Can you can you give us a sense of how, how quickly things follow in, in terms of when you'll actually be starting to produce gold, and um, 
I, and I think what what that ramp up period would, would look like because it's 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 you know it's a it's a meaningful size operation compared to what we've seen in the past. So it, bringing all that together, you're going to need to get the funds in place. You're going to need to persuade the market that you're you know what you're doing and um, that you know you'll have that bioxidation conversation no, no doubt with them with who is funding this. Is that, kind of, is that an easy set of steps to kind of work your way through? Yeah, I think it's it's um, you know it's a very logical progression. Um, you know, we 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 have this uh, you know mining contractor proving that we can get the the correct head grade delivered to the plant. That's you know part one. Uh, we know we can uh, make uh, break even plus some profit based on silver lead zinc production. <clears throat> you know the, the the lead concentrate that we saw that has most all the silver does have some of the gold. Uh, in it. Um, so we do get some value from the gold from the flotation concentrate sale before the biooxidation uh, portion is complete. But the real profitability of the operation does depend on that bioxidation part, just to give it that, uh, you know, that, that excellent project uh, profitability status that we'll have. Right, and so, uh, so just just on this, because I think it's, it's really important to understand whether you know for us to understand we think how this thing gets financed and the, and the cost of getting things, this thing financed, because there's a few things going on out, out there. Okay, clearly, inflation putting costs up across the board um, doesn't help uh, with, with with the studies and margins. More importantly, unless gold starts to move again, but the the cost of money, which is something people don't often look at, is with a with a with a normal run of the mill operation. People understand it. Um, you can get all sorts of, you know, money available to you. You, you, you can get the, you can get the, um, um, maybe some NSRs on it. You can get, you can get, you know, debt on it. You can get re- regular equity on it. And 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 there's a kind of set a, sort of a price in the market that people would expect to pay for that. With you, because of the technical. Difficulties in the past. Do, would you expect to have to pay more, or do you think people are less likely to lend against that? I mean, do, do you know what I mean? It's 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 a slightly different conversation that you're going to have to go through. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, you know, for starters, you know, we do have a fair amount of cash in the bank uh, to start us off, so we don't have to go get you know funding to start the build. You now we've got the over twelve million in in the bank. You know that we can start to spend from. To get this project started, uh, we have a number of vehicles that we're looking at, uh, including debt um, offtakes, as you mentioned, um, and all of them look very reasonably priced to us. So I don't think we're suffering from a high risk opinion from the people who might finance us, um, and there, there's frankly um, very there, there's quite a spectrum of possibilities for finance here. Um, other than equity, and we're looking at you know a bit of leverage, a bit of uh, potential uh, short-term debt that wouldn't be you know extreme, and we're only looking at needing you know 15 million or so to do this in completion. Um, you know, there's a bit more on the contingency if if costs continue to go up. So 15 to 17 million, let's say, of which you know we already have. 12 that we could spend, and we will build cash as we go forward from the rodeo operation. So you're confident. So there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options, but and you sound you sound confident enough to say we we've got cash, you know, and you're, you're throwing up a bit of cash from rodeo and and, and adding to the kitty. Um, but you're confident enough about the financing that you're willing to start um, spending money on, on on the project before you're sure of having the funding in place to complete 
the project? Um, we'll have vehicles in place um, at, at about the time we start, uh, Matthew. So, you know, we've had ongoing conversations with a number of, of investment banks and, and other sources of funding, and I see absolutely no problem whatsoever. Um, and I'm, I'm veering away from any equity raise at this point. I think we can do it based on internal cash, based on perhaps uh, a facility with an offtake, uh, not not a stream, but you know, with someone who we will sell the products uh, to at the end, um, and uh, the possibility of a, a small um, debt facility to give us that extra flexibility. Okay. So this we will put this in place in the next few months. Okay, fine. And then all all things being equal, uh, cash flowing when? What's that time frame look like? Oh, in terms of uh, getting getting the cash from the project. Yeah. yeah, so so the uh, uh, the updated uh, PEA uh, or economic analysis of the Velvetania project, you know, shows a uh, uh, at eight percent discount, one hundred and twenty million NPV over the eleven year life, and that includes the inferred material. Um, it's about half and half M um, and I and inferred, given the narrow vein of you know format of the deposits, uh, hard to get all in M and I categories. But it looks quite good. So that that two million equivalent full, uh, silver ounces per year production, you know, produces something on the order of twenty million uh, uh, free cash flow on an annual basis. Right. Um, Are you building this off the back of the PEA? Are you not? You're not necessarily running through the usual conventional study process. Is that right? We, we, yeah. So the, the the published report is at the PEA level. Okay. Um, but let, let me say that we have done substantial work in addition to that, to where um, you know it would not be difficult for us to have completed a feasibility type study. We've done that internally. We have not uh, you know paid to have that report published uh, because we're not looking for extensive financing. It really hadn't been an important aspect of the project to me. Um, and I think that you know we'll find our funding uh, at very adequate uh, cost without having those um, very expensive feasibility studies published, and and that's that's been the philosophy. Okay, so it, it, it's 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 less cost, but it, conventionally people would normally go through that process because it, it it gives um, comfort to the financiers. So what is the bit? That they're looking at, which says to them, do you know, it may be a PEA, which is typically, you know, huge, huge variances. I always say plus or minus thirty percent, right? What's the bit that they look at? So I, I know what bit I need to look at, which says, do you know what? The, they've done a lot more work than a conventional PEA, but the, this is the this is the element which gives me great comfort that they know what they're doing and the risk has been greatly mitigated more so than a regular PEA. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And be because we have produced from Velardania, um, you know, first when we um, acquired the assets in 2011, produced for two years, um, yeah, just about two years at that point. And then another year in 2015, um, you know, we did uh, produce the metrics in terms of production that we said we were going to be able to do. The only issue there was the gold payable, frankly. Um, so, the I think that gives you the level of confidence that, that you need without having the feasibility in hand. That you know we do have, you know the, the plants are built, the plants function, the recoveries are what we said they would be. It's the payable that was the issue, 
Now, the other thing that we've been looking at, obviously, was the dilution in the narrow vein mining to make sure we can control that and not get uh, the head grades lowered beyond the point that, that makes the metrics possible that we have in the studies. So I think because we produced previously, that takes a lot of the risk out. And right now, the, the, uh, you know, the plant is in operation, the oxide plant that we'll use to actually produce the Doré from the bio-oxidized uh, product from Bellardania, uh, that plant's operating now, producing the Doré for Rodeo. Uh, so you know, you, you've taken out a lot of those variables. You've taken out a lot of that risk and concern that, you know, does the plant work? Um, can they operate? You've got that done. So I think that gives us, you know, the balance to overcome the otherwise risk we would have by not having a feasibility study in hand. Okay, understood. Makes sense. Um, talk, talk of high-grade narrow veins. Uh, you've been doing a lot of uh, drilling over at uh, your Kivo. Um, some nice numbers coming out of that. Is, it, is, is that is that more is it more of the same as what you expected to see? Yeah, I mean, the, the the beauty of Yokiva, the recent results was that very high grade ore shoot on the Pertinencia vein, open wide open to the south. Uh, we we hadn't expected that to develop where it is because it is, um, you know, closer into the center of the old district than some of the old workings had had less to believe would still uh, have that level of uh, good um, you know, resource material in the veins left. So we're, we're on to a new, very high-grade ore shoot. We don't know how big it is. Uh, we're going to go back there and see that we've had additional new veins discovered in our drilling. Um, and so we see this building fairly easily into a district-scale resource of economic proportions. Uh, we'll, we'll get enough drilling done this year to hopefully have a maiden resource on the project, um, and then you know after the races with another developable project if all goes well. And so, so very good news. So yeah, how much drilling have you actually done in, in terms of meters or dollars, or however you want to measure it? Um, and we spent about uh, let's see, we've had two major programs, uh, just under a million dollars worth of drilling to date. Um, obviously, we need to do quite a bit more, um, but uh, this next program that we have approved is about a half a million dollars worth of drilling um, and it goes quite far that half a million dollars in Mexico compared to other jurisdictions it's still one of the most you know efficient districts efficient countries to be drilling in to get you know the most bang for your buck and yeah. we're drilling at your dollars a meter many other jurisdictions it's two or three times that and so given what you're starting to say certainly some of the numbers that we've we seen the press releases you know um, in the past couple of months is it, it, it's kind of must be encouraging. Um, would you contemplate or need to go back to market and say, do you know what? Give us some flow through. We're starting to see something good here. It could be, an, you know, it could be a third, you know, dis discovery project which we think has got legs, and maybe we could, well, maybe do something with it ourselves, or maybe it might be something which allows you to bring some money in by bringing a partner into. Um, you know, use their balance sheet to to, to work that through because you've got a big portfolio of, of um, assets. A question, it's just a question of where you allocate time, effort, and and capital. Yeah, exactly right. Um, we we definitely have the money in hand to go and take it to the next step, and then we can sit back and see what does this resource look like to the to the point we've taken it, and and whether it looks like it's big enough to involve a partner. That's one one possibility. Now, certainly, there are some major players looking for additional 
uh, district scale plays in Mexico to develop. Um, the other possibility is just to bring along ourselves. Um, we, you know, we don't have any further property payments on the claims there. We own them uh, or will own them as soon as the title is transferred. We made or just have, we will be making the last payment, which wasn't very substantial for this. So we're in a great position to take our time and see where it leads. There's, there's no, you know, there's no real impetus for us to do things faster than we can or faster than um, uh, makes sense given our other resources. So I think we can balance bringing Valerdeña on and continuing to advance Rodeo, I mean, Yokivo, with the uh, the funds in hand and the funds that will become available to us without uh, really looking at a major funding effort for it. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? You kind of got, you got the production, you got the development and the exploration, blue sky of the exploration there. Um, it's, it's a nice nice balance to it, but you do have a bunch more assets. Should we skip down to northern uh, Argentina, Sarita Este, little initial drill, drill program going on there. What, what are you starting to see? Yeah, and that's, that's a really an exciting program um, from my point of view because it's you know the first drill program in that property ever. Uh, we're in elephant country. We're right next to the giant Taka Taka uh, gold copper deposit that First Quantum has. Um, and our initial results are, are economic grade and with gold in, in oxide form near surface. So whenever you have that kind of a discovery, and I'll call it a discovery, um, you know, you don't know how big it is. You know that you've got something that, that could, if it expands at that same you know, width and grade, you've got something that could easily turn into a major resource that would be potentially developable. Um, you know, and bear in mind, we're only about an hour away from Mundero. They're making money at Mundero. You know, we're just in a great part of Argentina um, and the Salta jurisdiction is the best in Argentina for developing mineral resources. Um, I'm very pleased with that and uh, we'll be drilling there shortly. So I expect uh, to hear good, good things um, on that project as it goes forward. So how, here's the big question. How do people value you? Okay. Because Rodeo is throwing enough cash. You're, you're making money, right? So why not? Why not? Uh, it's not a lot of money. Short short um, life of mine, as, as we've, we've said all the way along. Baladania. It, so basically, you know, it, it, it's it's you're, you're making money, but it, you're, you're then plowing it back into the ground, right? Uh, Valadenia is the one which gives you ten year life of mine, and with, with decent production, twenty million bucks a year, depending on what what the, the what the precious metal market is doing at, at the time. That that's okay. That's not that's not bad. Um, and then you're talking about district wide development of um, the Yokivo, right? So you kind of each one kind of steps up. But right now you're a hundred million dollar, uh, hundred ten million dollar company. Um, I'm trying to work out where what people are giving you credit and, and value for. Um, it's it's not the rest of the portfolio, you know. If if, if anything, you know, because you're not doing anything with it, it, it what, what is it that they're looking at and saying that's worth 110 million bucks? No, definitely the 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 value from uh, Velardania is substantial for the company. Um, now it's long term value, uh, long term project, you know, over 10 years and and expandable from there. We know it's that's not the limits of the resource. So given that as a, a, a steady source of potential cash flow for the company, and then looking at our other assets such as Yokivo, Sarita Este, El Kevar, um, there's a path forward to become you know, a mid-sized producer 
from these assets as they continue to come together. So proven that we can be an operator, proven that we have you know, projects that, that uh, come together well and produce cash, uh, they're profitable, um, and then uh, continue good results. I think that there is really not much question that these come together and continue to support a long-term uh, growth proposition for the company as a profitable producer. So, you know, the baseline values from Belo Daniel Rodeo, the, the, the forward-looking value comes from OKVAR's okay, substantial resource there. Yes, it's under option to Barrick. Uh, we'll see what they do, but they either move it forward in a big way or we get it back. And it's a developable solar project. Um, results from Yokivo, they continue to look uh, as they have. We will put together a new resource and then be building something um, in, in, in Mexico, easy, not too high cost to develop uh, something that we could do ourselves or partner out. So, so I think that the, the investment story, the, the growth picture here is very solid. And with the you know, very good baseline that we have, there's really not much problem putting additional value on some of these exploration assets, even though they're not immediately developable. Okay, so it's two more questions, right? So one, so I, I didn't kind of catch what what Barrack, Barrack are doing at El Cuevo in terms of uh, spend. One, they one, I get, they're continuing to spend. They haven't kind of handed it back yet. So, what was the plan from them? Yeah, so they've uh, they met their minimum expenditure requirement, which was fairly low, frankly, um, and they continue to propose programs. Um, they have proposed uh, to do a drill program this year. Um, it's not a large program. Um, initially, uh, I think they proposed a 5,000 meter program um, for that size property. That wasn't large, but they reduced their expectations somewhat in, on that. Frankly, I expect to get it back. Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and, Fine. But um, I, I, I love that deposit. The Yachte deposit is a super high grade economic silver project there that we have a PEA level uh, report out on that we can easily move into the feasibility. See, I, I, so I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that from CEO because the, the amount of times that people come on here and go, oh, we've, we've got X, Y, or Z major doing the bare minimum on our project. It's going to be worth billions. I, I You know, unbelievable. Just because it's handed back doesn't mean it's not worth anything. It just means it's not worth anything to a major. It doesn't meet their criteria or threshold, lower threshold. That's fine. No problem on that one. And second question is around, so I come back to... Um, Valardinia, because you made me think about, you know, obviously with PEA and confidence levels, et cetera. And you you talk about these sort of measured and indicated um, numbers, but also being able to um, use the inferred, right? So how, how does the fact that you're not going to go through the study process or not need to worry as much because the way you're structuring or potentially structuring the finance, how does that affect your um, drill program and, and modeling, um, because normally you'd have to go through some kind of infill process and bring inferred into measured and indicated, and you know you get you're really doing that for the finance guys, not necessarily for yourself. So, how much confidence have you got about your modeling about what you've got in the ground, given it's given the nature of the the, the ore body? Will you be doing more infill drilling? And to you know prevent things going wrong further down the line, or or is it well? What what are you planning on that on that front? Yeah, we'll, we'll do some uh, some drilling ahead of the development. So you know where where we've identified you know the veins and we know them well. 
um, you know, there really isn't that much risk in, in going down a level and, and extending on, on strike development along the vein where we're within, you know, say 100 meters of known data points. But we, we took a very conservative approach in uh, our inferred classification. Now, previous studies at Valardinia had been much, um, much less conservative, shall we say. Um, and so when we took over, we basically said, okay, well, yeah, they, they can be that optimistic, but we're going to be more conservative in our approach. So our inferred material is very likely to convert, frankly. Um, and and you know, there's, there's all sorts of inferred material out there. There's you know, the wildly speculative and there's the stuff on vein, on structure that you know that is in all likelihood going to produce a certain percentage of M and I. So we, we've, we've tailored our resource evaluation along those lines. We will do additional drilling at Bellardania. Um, you know, we have plenty ahead of us to get started. You know, as we start and get these stopes developed and producing, we'll get the drill out in front so we know exactly where we need to be. Um, it's you know, beyond knowing that it's going to be there on structure, you need to know exactly where on structure so you get your development in the right place in an underground scenario. So that's that's the, the, the part that requires you know, a bit of fine tuning, uh, but we definitely have that ability and we'll be able to, to get that uh, drill bit information in um, and process it ahead of you know, spending the higher dollar cost to get the development out to where these uh, these vein resources are. So to me, it's it's not a problem whatsoever. Most uh, narrow vein type deposits work like this. They have to, um, because you just can't afford to drill them all out ahead of time. Okay, in interesting. Um, the other, um, like I say, it's like my, my favorite organic jigsaw puzzle, this story. I, 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 I like the way you're kind of piecing it together. I find it fascinating, actually. Um, You've had, got a, a couple of appointments to the board as well. Uh, what what does that tell us? Um, well, we do have we brought in a new director, um, uh, Deborah Friedman. Uh, she had been uh, corporate counsel uh, previously with the company, and uh, we welcome her back on onto the under the board of directors. She's a, a great great asset in terms of um, any potential you know major business deals, uh, just uh, better governance, shall we say. For the company than uh, um, than we may have had in the past, and it just puts us in a great position for um, you know, expansion and growth in the manner that we're uh, you know we're putting together here for the company. Um, so I you know I think the uh, that that board appointment is is excellent. We have a uh, a new CFO um, coming on. Our 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 CFO for the last uh, well since the initial. <laughs> formation of the company basically is retiring, a very normal process. Uh, uh, no, it's all very, very uh, organized and, and gone well. Uh, Julie Weedman, the new CFO is, is on, on board and, and uh, just uh, uh, she'll take over as CFO tomorrow. In fact, uh, Bob's last day is uh, on uh, today. <laughs> right. So no, th things are going well. It's, it's, it's just the, the normal evolution, shall we say, of a company that's um, going about its trajectory for growth and uh, expansion. Good, man. Warren, look, appreciate the update. Uh, sounds like things are progressing. I'm particularly pleased about the Autotech uh, testing um, seems to, on, the, on the network seems to be, and, and um, bioaccidation, I should say, is working for you. Um, I look forward to uh, 
staying in touch, following your story and uh, seeing how you get on. So uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you, Matthew.